Ah, my life in Mexico. Arriba! We're on a mission from God. Oh my God! Okay, it's happening! Alright, Buster, what do you do? So a lot of you have asked what my life in Mexico is like. Actually, actually no one, no one has asked that at all. But I'm going to tell you anyway because I need something to talk about and I want to be consistent with this podcast. So here we go. First of all, there is a consistent odor emanating from underneath my shirt, within my pants, in all of my luggage, um, and out of my breath, I would imagine as well. This is the odor of the man on the motorcycle, the odor of the man with very few clothes, the odor of the man who washes his clothes with water in a sink and then hopes that they dry by morning and sticks them back into his duffel bag and wears them again for the third day in a row. Not just because he travels, but because he's too nervous and too shy to figure out how to find a laundromat, aka uh, lavanderia, I think they're called. I passed one tonight. Now, this may end tomorrow. I do plan on tomorrow making the day that I find the place and the way to wash my clothes because tomorrow I arrive in La Paz. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. La Paz is all the way to the south in Baja, California. Nearly a thousand miles down Baja, California. Or something like that. I actually haven't looked, but I think it's something like that. Let's start at the beginning. My life in Mexico. My life in Mexico started before I even got to Mexico, in that the anxiety started long before I crossed the border, long before I even got to San Diego, before I even fully got my paperwork in order and made sure my passport wasn't going to expire and figured out how much American money I was going to bring and whether I was going to stuff it in my underwear between my cheeks or whether I was going to try to wear it around my neck or what I tape it underneath my boobs. Well, I don't know how I was going to plan. Right now it's just in my bag. But all that was my life in Mexico before I even arrived in Mexico. All this anxiety, all of these voices from both sources of information that I was reading, articles, videos, etc., but also from family and community and friends who were worried for me, rightfully so, and wanted to make sure that they did everything they could to persuade me not to go. At least that's how I imagine their advice and their words to be meant to be interpreted. Now here I am, a seasoned Mexican traveler. A seasoned traveler of Mexico. I think that sounds better. I've traveled nearly a thousand miles and over a week in Mexico by motorcycle. That makes me accomplished. That makes me wise and wizened and old and still stinky. In all reality, I don't see myself as being experienced in the way of traveling in Central America or even Mexico at all because I don't think Baja counts. So that's perhaps the first thing to note about my life in Mexico is that I'm, yet, I'm not yet to the mainland, and therefore I really consider this almost like a trial period. This is kind of like going to Disney World with that pass that lets you skip all the lines versus going to Disney World having snuck in with no pass at all. I feel like that's going to be the difference between the mainland and, and Baja, but then again, I don't really know. All I know is that Baja is very touristy. Baja is very set up to cater to a lot of Americans and probably a lot of others, Canadians in t as well, but a lot of other international peoples in general because it's a beautiful place it's a destination there are many places there's ensenada there's all these fishing towns on the east side there's surfing all along the west side there's cabo at the very bottom there's la paz which is just beautiful little tourist city town there's a lot of reasons for a lot of people to come down here including a lot of people who move down here as i've met so all that to say 
this has been fairly straightforward so far. My life basically looks like I ride three to six hours a day, roughly, depending on how far the next town is, depending on how far I want to ride, depending on the weather, whether it's super windy or not. And then I will arrive to a town where I've already kind of scoped out the hotels that exist, and I've made sure that there's at least one that is a reasonable price range, and I normally find one or two, go to the best option and ask well, how much per night. And if it's absurd, maybe I'll go to the other hotel in town. If it's reasonable, then I'll just book a room, I'll take a shower, I'll unload all my electronics, take all my baggage up into my room. I have my duffel bag, my tank bag with my camera in it, my rear uh, net that holds a lot of my random things like my food and my gloves and my windshield that's not on my bike, all of my clothes, so my, my motorcycle jacket, my winter jacket that goes underneath that, my motorcycle pants, and my motorcycle boots. So I bring all this up into the hotel room and start spreading out. I start plugging in all my electronics. I take out my drone, my Sony camera, my GoPro, my laptop. I put all of those near each other so that I can start dumping all of the footage. Then I start charging all the GoPro batteries, charging the camera, charging the drone. Then I start charging my headphones and I charge my laptop. I answer emails, I text my mom that I'm okay. And then while all of this is happening, while all of everything is charging and all of my photography stuff is being unloaded, I get on my motorcycle before dark, hopefully, and I go looking for gas because I almost always need gasoline by the time I get to one of these towns, a grocery store because I like to buy some fruit and something bread or some other thing to be able to eat in the morning, as well as one beer and a bottle of water or Gatorade, something to replenish my electrolytes or just hydrate me as I settle down for the night, and oftentimes a little snack. Then I go find a place to buy dinner. Now right now I'm kind of on a taco binge Arriba! because I haven't yet gotten sick of tacos in two weeks and I don't know if I will anytime soon, especially if they continue to be so good. So. I go find a place to get gas, and I have a little conversation with the guy at the, the gas station, ask him if there's any good places to get tacos, act like I understand everything he's saying in Spanish when really I get about one third of it, maybe, tell him to have a great day, smile at him, and then I set off and find uh, a grocery store where oftentimes there's a, an ATM if I need it, or I may keep my eye out for a BBVA, which is their Citibank, I think is an extension of Citibank, which has nice ATMs inside to get cash out of. Then I go find my tacos, and normally I just try to find a hole-in-the-wall place that I can walk in. I haven't really necessarily enjoyed my restaurant experiences. One, because I'm all alone, so sitting alone in a restaurant is not the most fun experience. And then also, it tends to be more expensive than just walking into a place and getting four tacos to go. The tacos run about $1.50 per taco normally, from what I've seen. Sometimes a little cheaper, but most of the time just $1.50 per taco. So four of them is a decent dinner. It's not super filling, but at the same time, I don't think you're supposed to eat a lot before you go to bed anyway. The gasoline is about 20 pesos a liter. The exchange rate is about 18, 19, or 20 pesos per dollar. Gas is about four American dollars for a gallon, roughly. That's taking four liters to a gallon, which I know that's exact, not exact, and that's taking 20 to one for the exchange rate, which I know that's not exact. And that is the advertisement for something in town. They're all over Mexico. Not really sure what they're advertising, but I guess that's one way to do advertising. So we should be grateful that we still just have billboards and pop-up ads. So once my stomach is full and I'm back in my hotel room, coming to sleepy eye, situ coming to want to sleep by nearly 8 or 9 p.m. almost every day, I settle in, get a good night's sleep, hopefully with a quiet street outside. Sometimes that's not so fortunate, but get a good night's sleep 
wake up the next morning and do some work, do some editing, do some ideating or some planning or some Google mapsing to figure out where I'm going or some logistical planning, buying tickets or whatever I need to be doing, figuring out where I'm going. Then I go out, pack up the bike, hit the road. What you say? Hit the road. Now, a lot of Baja is meant to be explored off-road. A lot of Baja is for off-roading, adventure riding, all-terrain vehicles, etc., 4x4s. But the way that I've been doing it is simply highways. I have almost entirely stuck to well-paved, well-demarcated, and well-traveled highways between main towns. One, because I kind of was in culture shock as soon as I got in the country, and I wanted to stick to knowns and not throw... Uh, leaning my bike or, or dropping my bike in the middle of nowhere or getting stuck somewhere into the mix. I kind of wanted to just have everything be straightforward, as straightforward as possible. And two, I'm really, really excited to try this trip to Argentina. So I'm moving faster than I might if I were just wanting to hang around. Three is also because I still don't see Baja as real Mexico. Yeah, these are real Mexicans, and yes, this is real Mexico, but I kind of see it almost as if people only go to New York Atlanta, Miami, Los Angeles, San Francisco, if those are their only experiences in America, they haven't really seen America. So in the same way, I think I need to get to mainland. I need to see some more of Mexico before I have my idea of Mexico settling in my head. And then four, I believe rainy season in Panama and therefore the surrounding country starts in March. So that gives me about a month to get to Panama, which I don't know if I can do that. We'll see, but that gives me about a month, three to four weeks to get to Panama and get on a boat and try to get to Colombia before rainy season starts. And I don't really want to get caught in rainy season. I know it's possible to travel, but I don't really want to tackle that challenge. So I'm thinking constantly about the wholeness of this journey, mostly in a good way. Occasionally I'll get stuck in my head thinking about how huge this journey is and how on the hard days and the hard moments, on the uncomfortable stretches of ex incredibly hot, 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 arid, dry heat stretches of desert that I'm riding across at 70 miles an hour with the wind buffeting my entire body and my neck hurting and my ears hurting. On those stretches, occasionally I'll let myself slip into thinking about the entirety of the trip in a negative way where I let it overwhelm me. But right now, I'm thinking about it in terms of how excited I am to do this, how excited I am that I had the balls to even think that I could try this. Now, granted, I haven't really done anything super impressive yet. I haven't made it an immense length of the way. I haven't encountered a ton of difficulties, but I'm doing it. I'm trying, and that to me is huge. To have just stepped out of my door, to have just gotten on the bike, to have just crossed the border, those battles were huge. Those battles were freaking huge. I almost feel like the hardest part is behind me, knowing that I'm going to have very hard days, very hard challenges, Things that I can't even imagine right now are gonna to happen to me along this way, along this journey, and I'm gonna to have to figure out solutions along the way. Knowing that, I still think the hardest in some way, in some qualitative way, part is behind me because I started. And the starting is so hard, especially when you spend so much time dreaming of the start and thinking of the start and lying awake in your bed at night, unable to move, unable to sleep, unable to lower your heart rate, thinking of the start. So I spend a lot of my time thinking about the entirety of this trip, and that helps me move along at a clipped pace, enjoy my surroundings, try to be genuine with the people that I interact with, try to be smiley and kind, but also circumspect when it comes to people who are not looking for a conversation, as well as security checkpoints most of the time, or upset gas station attendees, etc. But overall, 
It's been a beautiful time, and my life in Mexico has been characterized by challenges, solutions, baby steps, smiles, tacos, a really gross stank that's coming from more places than one, and many, many, many miles of open road leading me south. And you could hang from it, cause you don't wanna see my real gun. Shots through the sky, put your face down, real fun. Right. Where are the turtles? Did you get any of that?